So, hey, guys, I want to welcome you all to the Type 88 show. It's your boy, Dave Noodles. Today, we got a special guest with us. This girl is fresh off the release of her new album, Uncovered. She has been in the music game for a really long time. She's inspiring people to dance. She's inspiring people to follow their dreams. All while being a mom, all while doing so much stuff. So I really want to welcome her to the show. We got the one and only Tashani here. How are you today? Hi, thank you for having me. I am very well blessed to be here. And that's its open introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of wrestling, so uh, it probably rubs <laughs> off on me. But you've been doing amazing stuff. You're out there following your dreams. Um, so the introduction just came pretty natural. So, um, so yeah, maybe you could kind of tell us how you even found music. Because I know, you know, fresh off the release of this really awesome project, but maybe you could bring it back. Sure. So maybe where the music even started in your life. I would say um, when people ask me, you know, how did I start singing? I always say I started singing when I started speaking. I guess it's one, one of those things where um, if you have some type of talent, the, the minute that you're able to, you're already doing it. So I definitely was, you know, singing in my room as a kid with a, with a brush or a, or a remote, you know. And then when my parents realized that I can sing, especially my mom, uh, being very heavy in the Catholic church, I was immediately like singing within the choir. So I sang a lot at church, uh, you know, being the angel at the Christmas play. Um, and then from there on doing a lot of talent shows and things. So it just gradually kept on growing the more and more other people knew as well that I was like able to sing and it really pushed me out there. That's really cool because when I was little, I was very shy, and me too. <laughs> it, uh, so to to kind of think about like a kid kind of breaking out of their comfort zone, how did you kind of get into that that flow? Because you know that's a lot of pressure to just start at a young age. Now you're singing with the choir and you're doing these shows, and you're kind of on the spotlight from a yeah. young age. So how did you even? Man, I mean, to be honest, um, I guess, you know what, and, and this ties into Mother's Day, I really am going to have to call my mom and thank her even more so on that because she really did like, like force me in a way. Um, I, I was okay with singing in the choir, right? But then once it was like, all right, there's going to be a solo. Tasha, you're going to take this? Because they would call me Tasha. And it's like, Tasha, are you going to take this? And I was just like, oh. My God, everyone's yeah. going to be looking at me. I was very shy. I was very, um, I was like introverted, definitely. Um, maybe an extrovert with like my close friends or whatever. But when it came to actually, you know, showcasing a talent or getting up on stage and being in the center of attention, I was very scared. I was super scared. And I think what made it more comfortable in the very beginning was the fact that it was coming from a place of love, right? Um, religiously speaking, just coming from God, feeling a little bit more secure because it was within our community of people that, I mean, honestly, even if you suck, they're going to they're gonna clap for you, right? Because like it's at church, so everyone's going to be nice. Um, but yeah, that, that, that really pushed me and I'm glad and I, sh I shook every time I was on stage, but I'm glad I did it. That's amazing. So you mentioned a few key things. There's one, you had a community 
of people that were yeah. supportive. And I think that's just such an important thing. Um, I know many people that had a very great support system growing up. And then I kind of know kids on the whole other end of the, the other side of the spectrum where they had very little support and they actually used that as the motivation. So, um, absolutely. So just to think about that, like, what would you tell a kid that maybe doesn't really have a community support or even family support to kind of get in the game and, you know, get out there and, and do what they were dreaming of? I would say, um, because, you know, that, that support, it definitely does waver. There's, and there's always going to be people that support you or don't support you. I think it's one of those things that you have to realize we're all planted on this earth for different reasons and different purposes. And the tools that we are given, the gifts that we are given, I'm not going to say it's a sin not to use them, but it is such a gift to utilize. So first start within yourself. If you look in the mirror and you believe that you have something, you have something profound and you feel good when you do it, feel good about it, give yourself that love. Talk to you in the mirror the way that you would talk to your friend who needed you to help them. Because most likely you're, you're probably gonna be nicer to other people than you are to yourself half of the time. So in terms of, of, of support, first support you and that's going to help you you know break into getting out of that comfort zone and saying you know what I, I'm I believe I can do this I'm going to throw myself out there and it is what it is like go for it just jump just jump make the first move and everything else will follow <laughs> that's great and uh could you could you remember like the first time you started performing your own tracks because of course, you know, at the choir, you're with a bunch of people. There's a lot going on. You know, sometimes you can't really pinpoint whose voice is whose. But of yeah. course, you said you did the solos. Yeah. But could you bring it back to the maybe that first show where you had to really prepare? And how did you how did you prepare to get ready for that first show? When, of course, you know, now you're a solo artist out there and putting yourself, um, you know, in front of people and really you know showing showing the world what your gift so how did how did you prepare for that and how did it go um so definitely the first performance i ever had my mom made this angel outfit for me because i was like the angel in, in the christmas play and it was very shiny like my mom she she went over the top and i was like oh my god mom i'm trying for people to look at me less and it was like sparkly and like sparkly wings. And I was just like, I was so scared, but I kept singing the song and it was in Spanish. As a matter of fact, it was in Spanish. Oh wow! And um, I, I was not very fluent in Spanish. So I was like, talk about really being put on the spot. Um, but I just kept practicing and practicing and practicing and I would write it down and I would read it. And I would have, this is kind of funny. I would have the chloroseptic spray by my side to just keep, keep spraying it from my throat and holes like holes and chloroseptic were like <laughs> my staple items to make me feel like okay I think I got this because these little friends are here with me um and I don't even know how I mentally prepared myself I just kept practicing so much and when the day came 
and I walked onto the stage, I was so nervous. And I looked into the crowd and it was like, you can hear a pin drop. And I heard my heart just like beating through my chest. And, um, but everybody was smiling. Like they were just like waiting to hear, what does this little girl have to, have to sing? And I started like very low and then they like smiled more. And then I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Like I wanna leave, but I just kept going. I, I actually forgot the words at some point and they filled it in for me. And then I kept going and like, then the choir came in and it was cool. And it felt, it felt really awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. So how old are you at that time now? I feel like I was like seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's good. You're just thrown right into the pool to swim at a young age. Completely. And there was like about, I mean, it was the Christmas show. So there was like a, like at least like a hundred people. Yeah. So (laughs) something that you were saying was, um, you know, you were dealing with a lot of stress, of course, because it was a new experience. Mm -hmm. And there was, of course, the pressure to deliver and, you know, deliver on your words, deliver on the performance. But um, one thing that you said was practice. And I feel, the world that we live in today, I think it's, it's so cool because there's so much information. You know, you could consume this. You could watch all these videos to learn how to bake a cake, to yeah. dance, to, you know, to, to make your own mini house in the woods. You know, you could, learn, you, you could learn anything. <laughs> but I think... I think what you you did though you practiced so you were actually you weren't just it's good to like learn and consume you know information but I think the amount of time that you're putting into what you're planning to put out is so important and you know you really put that home was practice you know yeah. you could you could sit home and you could watch every how to video on how to make a beat but if you don't apply it or you know and then practice it where is it gonna go absolutely true practicing was was key and i still messed up i I still forgot the words (laughs) because the nerves will sometimes get to you but that's what helps with practicing is at least being able to like come back in and it's cool that you pointed that out because you remember that i guess i won't i wouldn't say failure but you remember that Mm -hmm. you know mistake or the learning experience being like, okay, well that step maybe didn't go right. Or that word didn't go right. But it was how you kind of, but you learned from doing that. If you didn't actually set yourself up to perform or to do that gift, you wouldn't have learned really anything new. You would have been just home kind of wondering. Absolutely. So I really recommend any kid out there, anyone with a dream of any age, you know, take time to learn but practice whatever that thing is that you want to do spend lots of time on it and um, I talked to my dad the other day Tashani and he's a he went to Juilliard for music he's a a music teacher and music director and a musician and he, he was telling me growing up he's like you know Dave I know some of the best musicians in the world and they didn't, none of them, not many of them all got a master's in Juilliard like me, mm-hmm. he said, but what separated them was the amount of time that they spent home Hours. preparing and practicing and sharpening their sword, you know, and clocking in 
10, 20, 30,000 hours. And um, so when it came to the, the show, they were ready to go. That is awesome. And, it, and it, it's the truth. Like if you're putting in a lot of hours, it's going to deliver. Like you have to have a work ethic um, and you shouldn't even feel like it's work because it's something that you love. So you just continue doing something. You're just perfecting and investing in yourself, perfecting your own gift. Yeah. And that's amazing because I, I know you, you had, we were talking earlier and I, I know you were saying stuff about self, self-esteem. Yes. And maybe you could kind of talk about that journey and how, you know, that, that battle and how maybe you, you overcame that. So for me, um, being shy from when I was younger um, and really feeling like, okay, like I would, I would sing, let's say in a group because somebody heard, oh, you know, she can sing. And then I would get put on the spot and then I would sing. And it's like, I would get a response of some people that were just like, oh my God, you sound so good. And then others that would now treat me different because I was getting some type of attention. That right there used to crush me. It, it used to make me feel so low. It used to make me feel like I was being a show off or I was making somebody else feel bad. Like that's where my concern was, was they don't like me anymore because I received some type of attention and it made me feel really, really low to the point that I, di- I didn't want to sing. I didn't want to, um, you know, share my gifts or my talents because I was worried about other people. Um, and after a while I realized that that's, that's not me, right? Like that, that's a you problem. At the end of the day, a lot of people will reflect something that they feel. Um, and I think once you learn a little bit more about yourself and what you really want to do, and when you know that you're coming from a place of good intention, I think that's, that's major know yourself, know where you're coming from. Why are you doing this? You know, like, are you doing things just to be of spotlight? Um, who are you? What, what do you want? What are your goals and your intentions? And when you know that you're coming from a good place, I think it allows you to forgive yourself. It allows you to be kinder to yourself, kinder to other people, um, to not take things personal. So self-esteem was something that took me years to really to build on. But I, I felt like, you know what? I know me. I know who I am. And I know I come from a good place. So, yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the back the same way I would to a friend. That's real. That's amazing. It's, uh, I always say this advice to myself. It's tough, but give, Dave, give people, give yourself the advice that you would give to someone else. Yes, it's so true. It's easier said than done, right? It's much easier, yeah. But we're in quarantine. We could talk to ourselves now, so we could do it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, so it's, you know, I think just in life, you know, we're always going to be, there's always going to be an inner battle. You know, what are we, do we want this or this? Or is this the right thing? Is this not, you know, and um, it's such a, it's such a rewarding experience when you, you find it and then you're in that path. Mm-hmm. But, but sometimes it's like you're in the there could be a lot of forks in the road but um you know just make that decision and um, a lot of the time when you're in the fork in the road and it's like comfort zone or not comfortable zone yeah you kind of 
you know, I think that was, you know, the theme of the well, show. I can, I can add to that. Go ahead. Yeah. It's just like the comfort, the comfort zone is like, okay, you well, I'm, I know where I'm going. This is gonna, you know, I, I'm going to wake up at this time. This, this is, I could count on this. But then I think when you take that other, that other door, that other part in the road, different things open up and uh, it may not be the most, you don't know exactly maybe where you're going all the time, but I think once you start navigating the uncomfort zone, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And it's like, wow, I remember that day like it was yesterday, even though it was seven years ago because it was so exactly. different or I had to break out of this. So what, did, what were you thinking about? I actually, like two things came to mind. Um, number one, I'm pretty sure you know Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken, right? Yes, yeah. One of my favorite poems. And I remember, God bless the teacher who made us, I think we were punished, but she made us write it like a thousand times. So <laughs> we memorized it. But, you know, having that, the road not taken, and that has made all the difference. That really is being in the fork of the road and just choosing that other path that's going to be weary, you know, and it, it, it might not be what you're used to and it, and it might be real. It's probably going to be really scary. And um, the thing that I wanted to tap into was one of the things that helped me basically get out of my comfort zone. I, I grew up in Brooklyn, right? So I can say like, as much as I was shy, I was still like a tough girl and I felt like I was from the streets and I convinced myself, I did this little mind trick that there was somebody else in front of me, like a bully in a way that was telling me what I couldn't do. And I kind of just convinced myself, like if it seems like someone's trying to stop me and if it seems that this is something that is scary, Tosh can't be a punk. Like <laughs> that's what I would tell myself. And I was like, all right, so we're going to do it just because you're scared like that and that might sound crazy it might not even sound safe kids don't all try this at home but like I just kind of convinced myself like if it scares me for the wrong reasons now I have to do it so that's been my mindset <laughs> is say yes to everything that scares you that's safe <laughs> <laughs> so of course you know that from you know from being a, a young kid performing solos at age seven to now fast forward in a little time you've had yeah. a chance to collab with some of the members of the Wu. yes i know you uh collabed with inspect the deck on do what you gotta do when you, you were gotta. when you were like 16 right? i was like 16 That's yeah cool. shout out to john um who pulled me in and was like hey i have this project i think your voice would be dope for it i heard it the other day and I completely forgot that it was me. And I was listening to it and I was like, oh, that's right. Like, <laughs> mind blown. Yeah. But yeah, I was like 16 years old. That, that might have been my first studio experience, actually. Yeah, I think that was my first time ever recording. And I just, I, I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's a great, that's a great first studio was inspector deck in the studio i know maybe cut that out don't tell inspector deck that i forgot like that's horrible <laughs> so he was there <laughs> yeah i mean i did i well when i recorded i recorded separately but i did meet him at another got it that's yeah. cool yeah shout out to inspector deck and the whole yeah. routine and uh you know you bring up john definitely one of the most talented dudes i know absolutely and uh one half of the keynotes we had them earlier on in the show like season one 
Oh, nice. I had Glaze and uh, John on the show. They, they got they Until they put in a lot of work. They're they amazing. Do. So let's talk about Uncovered. Um, I was bumping it yesterday. Definitely a lot of good ones on there. Thank and, you. Um, so maybe you could kind of tell us about your favorite track on the on the project. Sure. Um, so Uncovered. My favorite song is the self-entitled song, Uncovered. Um, it originally started as Discover My Love. And then me and John, well, John was making fun of me. He was like, what, Discovery Channel? You know, like we just kept yeah, going yeah. back and forth and like, we were like, oh, this is too long. Um, is it a little cheesy? And then I realized like, okay, I'm repeating Uncovered a few times. I like it. It's short, it's sweet, it's to the point. And then when we were trying to figure out like the name of the album, it kind of just fell in. Like, why don't we just name the whole thing Uncovered? Like, this is you being in your vulnerable state. It's kind of like an unveiling, you know? Um, so, and then going from doing covers to like coming out with the EP album of your own work. So there was just so many different avenues of why it was called Uncovered. But the song is my favorite um, because it has a nice, R&B flair, like R&B, I, I definitely have so much love and, and passion for R&B, which I do feel is kind of like different now. Um, but it has like that influence of like, rest in peace, Aaliyah, and um, okay. a little homage to LL Cool J. I don't know if anybody really caught that. Did you catch that? Did you catch the little? So basically in the, uh, in the hook, mm -hmm. when it's, um, you know, this is more than a crush, hey lover. Uh, yeah, oh, like got it. lover song. We kind of like mm. we wanted to do like an old school, like funky vibe. Um, but originally, I'll rewind a little bit. I was sleeping actually on this couch. I knocked out on my couch one day. I was kind of stressed out, and I fell into a dream. And within my dream, I was singing. And this has happened to me a few times that. I guess maybe it's an artist thing that sometimes we'll make music in our head, like even when we're sleeping and you'll make some really cool stuff and you might forget it by the time you wake up. So the very beginning of the song I created while I was sleeping. And I remember like being conscious enough to say, oh my God, that's good. Remember that. And I woke up and I just like ran to my keyboard and I started like, I'm not really great on the piano or anything, but I started figuring out what notes would match. And I recorded a little voice note. Fast forward to like two weeks later, me and John are in the studio. We're cooking up, you know, more songs. We're trying to figure out what to do. We already recorded only tonight. And he's like, I'm not sure what to work on. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And we were going back and forth. And it was like one of the first times that we didn't necessarily have something like, we know what we're gonna do. And I was like, this is happening for a reason. I was like, can I show you something? And I really didn't even think he was gonna like it. I honestly didn't. I didn't think it was gonna be in the lane. And I showed him and he was like, oh, I like that. And he can like awesome. work with actual notes and piano. So he started his production magic and Uncovered was born. And then we got Eddie I from Staten Island rapping on the track, phenomenal. Yeah. Like, oh. I love that song. <laughs> it's a jam. I, I play it pretty often. And uh, we'll actually get right into it. Yeah. So let, let's get into that. Um, this is, maybe you could introduce it to us. 
Oh, yes. So, guys, this is my favorite song off of the album, Uncovered, and it's self-entitled, Uncovered. I hope you'll enjoy it. Out on all platforms. <laughs> This is more than a crush. 
was a banger um i see why it's your favorite track on the album thank um, you thank you the the melody is, is just keeps it just kind of sticks there i'm so glad uh, shout out to you and uh john who who worked on that with you that was john That's and me Eddie. and john co-writing um his production um glazes I believe mixing mastering like they work together so there's a lot of uh you know collaboration between the technical side of it and eddie i you know coming through thank thank you so much eddie for for being a part of that and throwing your verse in there and he just killed it so a good collaboration between the four of us yeah that was great plus Staten island team plus baby brooklyn over here <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know you got you you show a lot of love on si to si Staten island yeah. I, um, you got, you got, of course, Eddie I, then you got my friend Tyrone Briggs on Nightmare. So maybe, uh, kind of talk about that one and where that came from. Nightmare. Wow. Nightmare. I originally created years, years back through another, (laughs) another nightmare situation in my life. Um, and I was just, I was in my feels and, you know, I showed John what I had originally come up with and it was definitely different. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't like John's work, you know what I mean? And we just decided to remake something, completely change everything about it. So we didn't, you know, there's no stealing, no nothing. Like I had already, already you know, come up with the name and whatnot, but we changed a lot of the music and how it was going to sound and the words that we were going to use. Um, and we kind of had this inspiration of like making it a bit dark and uh and heavy honestly i almost wanted to replace thriller in the party city commercials you know what i mean like come on we we watch this commercial every halloween can we get a different song like michael jackson you know like all respects thriller's a dope record you know just wanted to do something kind of different and it is so hip-hop like heavy and dark as well that putting Ty on this song and he just comes through as the heavy hitter that he is and he just like delivers um yeah that's how that's how nightmare was created that's awesome so it's kind of interesting because you were talking about how you had to perform a spanish track when you were a little girl and then, you know, fast forward some time, you drop Only Tonight, yeah, which is a Spanish-English uh, track. And, of course, you got the video out. And um, so it's a fun, great, great record. Um, maybe kind of go into that one and let us know, like, 
the inspiration and, and you know how that even came together sure so only tonight was um very inspired by spontaneity and i wanted it to have like a real vacation vibe a real tropical vibe fun dancey um only tonight the whole inspiration behind it was like having your your last chance you know like if there's like a, a foreign love and, and you're saying bye and like tonight is your your last night to tell somebody how you feel you know what i mean like just the whole the whole funness of it um so that's how only tonight came together and we realized um being on the tropical wave like yeah let, let's let's throw some spanish in there i'm puerto rican um i don't fully speak spanish funny enough spanish was actually my first language and my mom's an english teacher so it just transitioned out <laughs> but creating that song was um kind of funny actually because you know john doesn't know spanish right so me and him were in the studio together and he's looking at me like i don't know you tell me if it makes sense and i'm like google translate um so there was a lot of google translate there was a lot of me hitting up my friends um who actually are fluent in spanish and apologies to the to the latin community guys I'm, I'm gonna learn like i'm in quarantine so i'm gonna fully learn um i wasn't always 100 percent comfortable necessarily with speaking spanish like i honestly fully understand it so speaking of breaking out of comfort zones that's one thing that i'm gonna do right i'm gonna i'm gonna polish up my spanish speaking skills but yeah the whole vibe was to be very fun and energetic and you know spontaneous so only tonight was really fun to create and then we reached out to puma shout out to puma also from staten island and yes. um yes and his and his whole team great production team that helps you know record the video and bring this vision to life that kind of has like that j-lo waiting for tonight effect which is exactly what i saw in my mind the whole tropical like fun vibe and yeah so we we made it work so yeah let's get into that and then we could kind of talk about a little bit more of the album and uh, the, the dance challenge you got coming up as well. Awesome. This is only tonight, guys. From that first moment, I knew it. One day, oh, one day, he's mine. No, there's no time for excuses. Cause we only got tonight. Get your restraint, it'd be a shame To wake up tomorrow and just walk away Come take my hand, I'll show you the way Got to believe, believe me when I say Believe, believe me when I say
So yeah, you you guys did your thing on that. That was only tonight by Tashani, uh, directed by Puma. Shout out to him, another Staten Island representative as well. Yeah. And uh, keynotes music. Shout out to the keynotes once again. That Latin pop vibe. I don't know if they played this. I don't know if they gave me that record the day when they were on the show. Well, I was DJing a bunch of tracks, but I I don't I don't remember when it was, but that. I think that, it might awesome. have been. I feel like John told me something about that. Okay, there we go. There we go. So um, I know dance is an important part of your life. Yeah. And um, you got this thing coming uh, out right now, of course, inspired by the track Rendezvous. Yes. You have a challenge. Maybe you could kind of talk about that. Maybe how long it's going for and what people could do to take part of it. Sure. So basically, one of the dancers from and a very dear friend of mine, Anna Kafari, um, she choreographed. She was one of the dancers from Only Tonight video. She choreographed a nice little snippet piece from Rendezvous because she called me one day and she's like, Tashani, I, I love this song. Like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? You know, like she really, really loved it. Like, genuinely speaking, like, I didn't even have to go to her for that so that was kind of really cool to see like from a dancer's perspective this was something that made you want to move i was like all right dope um so cool. she came up with this little snippet of, of a piece between like the chorus and the choreography is really fun really dope so we decided to make a rendezvous challenge and that's the hashtag that we're using right now so hashtag rendezvous challenge you basically tag myself at i am tashani and her at a underscore cuffs, C-U-F-F-S. Um, and basically give us the video, show us, you know, what you're doing with the choreo. And the rules are, you know, like if you have the most views, you win $25. And we actually choose a person who we feel may have done it the best and you win $50. So there's options to basically, you know, win some money here, have some fun, 
you know, throw a dog in a tutu in the challenge. We don't care. <laughs> it's just a, a good way for us to, to move and, and have fun. Cause I mean, if a dancer was inspired to dance, I'm pretty sure everybody else just wants to dance and, and have a good time. So that's what, you know, rendezvous is about having a meeting of, you know, two or more people rendezvous. It, it's a meeting. It's a good time. Join us. <laughs> that's dope. And how long is that challenge going for? And when will yeah. the, the winner be the, the winner will be, it ends May 17th, which is a Saturday. Okay. Um, so that's next Saturday. Um, I believe we're probably going to announce it by Sunday. Maybe we'll go live on May 18th, but we're going to kind of figure it out. Um, we've had about 10 entries in so far. So it's been really cool to see a lot of people, a lot of young people as well. I, I really love that, um, you know, submitting their videos. So yeah, so send them in. And people can find the video of how to learn the dance on where? This is on my Instagram page, sorry. Okay. Um, it's okay. on my Instagram page. It's also on Anna Kafari's Instagram page, Acuffs. Um, so if you follow me, you'll see Anna doing the snippet of the dance. And then like the next post will basically be like all of the official rules of like tagging us and doing the hashtag. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we'll do like some type of like collaborative video with everyone's pieces. So, you know, we'll put that up there. It's exciting. Yeah. That's really cool. So, you know, here we are, you know, you got the new album. It's uh, doing very well. People, it's very well received. Um, yeah. you got a lot going on you know we're, we're talking about you know saying deuces to the comfort zone maybe you kind of talk us maybe uh about you know what you see for you in the future and how you see yourself maybe breaking out of some other comfort zones i know you said you wanted to learn a little bit more spanish and before different you said the future thing what what did you say before that saying deuces to like it broke up a little yeah just saying deuces to your comfort zone like oh deuces. yes yes oh, completely you got to fight your comfort zone. Um, so for the future, I would say continuing to just be bold in a humble way. Um, you know, go out there and just force yourself. I'm going to be forcing myself, not really forcing. Now I kind of enjoy this. Um, you know, just making sure that I'm, I'm putting myself out there more that I'm investing within myself and marketing myself better and, and continuing to network with, like-minded people, whether artists or producers or anyone that, you know, here I am working with a dancer and we're creating this different platform for people to engage with us. Um, so there's going to be, sorry about that. There's going to be, you know, a lot of that um, continuing to, to grow forward. I would also say uh, I really enjoy what quarantine has offered in terms of our communication. So just the fact that, that we can do this is amazing. I know I, I, I've never gotten a chance to have like a live sit down with you. So <laughs> this works. It is what it is. Um, but like on Fridays, for instance, on my Instagram, I do something called ladies night where we just go live and, and I'll have a different, you know, female that I kind of like co-host with and what we talk about what they're doing in life or if people have questions for them and, uh, you know, different artists or moms or yoga instructors or it allows us to have this really cool platform so i feel like that's going really well and we've had engagement from like i told you earlier someone from nigeria and 
I just, I love being able to like reach out to people. And I want to, I want to do more of that, even if it's not necessarily just music, being able to, um, to give back to the community, to, to work with others. Definitely a lot of more philanthropic things coming up. Um, I definitely want to do more of that. But yeah, more music, more dancing. I'm getting on TikTok. I promise y'all, I'm getting on TikTok. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, that's what we have going on. And some things I can't say, but all good. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Um, it's It's been amazing to hear your story from a young girl, you know, being part of the Catholic church choir to yeah. dropping albums, you know, and really creating a community of uh, art and dance and music and yeah. collaborative, uh, just doing your thing, collaborating with others, no matter where they are in, on the globe. So, you know, you always have our support, Type Thank 88. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And uh, of course, we appreciate you as well. Uh, maybe just let people know uh, where they could find the album, your Instas, the social medias and links or anything. Yes. Awesome. Um, so you can find my album on all platforms. If you follow, so that's basically Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, whatever you're listening to music on, I'm there. Um, just type my name in, type in uncovered and everything will pop up. Uh, basically if you're following me on Instagram, the link in my bio also has like that great link that gives you, you know, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, and you can just choose it. The Rendezvous Challenge is in there, so you can submit that. And uh, the Rendezvous Challenge is very, like, Europop-inspired, so definitely want some international love there. Um, but, yeah, you can also see the Only Tonight video on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, I am Tashani. My Facebook music page, I am Tashani. Instagram, I am Tashani. <laughs> I'm trying to be consistent. Um, and TikTok, I'll do, I am Tashani. <laughs> Awesome. Tashani, you know, we wish you and your family, you know, a safe and peaceful weekend. And uh, we really thank you for sharing your story with us. And uh, we really look forward to seeing all the light that you share with others. Thank in, you. Uh, in the world of music, art, dance, and, uh, you know, don't stop dreaming. Yes, exactly. And thank you so much for having me. I wish you much, much peace and success and health and wealth. And uh, yeah, we have to take advantage of this platform and don't be scared, y'all. Break those barriers and get out of your comfort zone. It's old. It's old. <laughs> Stay deuces to your comfort zone, guys. Tashani, yeah. nothing but the best. I know all you guys are ready to leave your comfort zone, but if you're home comfortable, don't go anywhere just yet. We got a lot more show. We got a freestyle from Buddha. We also have a closing prayer from Joseph Aflito, and a DJ set by yours truly. So stay comfy for another 40 minutes or so. We still got a great show for you. And then break out of your comfort zone all this week, this month, and this year.